Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode here. We are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Are you satisfied with the game, buddy? Um, I mean... It wasn't as close as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was kind of a little bit of a blowout. Um, Can we do a really brief recap? Because I know we talked about our... our, our I didn't want to say anything, no, but I mean... I, I, hey, I'm going to own it. Yeah. I could. I, now, I didn't say that I wanted the Chiefs to win, sure. per se. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I never said I wanted them to win. Did I expect them to win? Yes. Did I expect it to be a close game? Yes. It was none of those things. Right. Um, so... I will. I will admit that I was wrong. Um, you asked me very casually yesterday if I wanted to change my my uh, pick on you know whether I still thought the Chiefs were going to win. A part of me kind of felt like you knew something that I didn't, and that. But it was very very. The reason I bring that up is because you you or somebody else had mentioned that the Chiefs were without two of their top offensive linemen. And not to only that, but I didn't realize that Patrick Mahomes was still kind of hobbling around. So those two things, I think, played a huge part in the game. Um, not to say that I, that, I, that I would have changed my pick had I known. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I underestimated the value of those linemen because they were kind of like new rookies, or not rookies, but... New, new. They hadn't played all year or whatever, right. and you know, like I said, seeing Patrick Mahomes kind of hobble around, it really wasn't a surprise they got blown out. Now that I think about, it. or now after you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know, like he got he, he took was, some he, big he was, shots. He was getting harassed all yeah. game. Like he got he had hurries, he had knockdowns, he had sacks, he. He was just getting pummeled out there. So it really wasn't much of a surprise in the outcome. I was more surprised at my reaction that I kept thinking that they were going to somehow make it a closer game than it was, and they didn't. Right. And, but I was anticipating that was going to happen. And, and you know, it just seemed like I don't know if it was brilliant coaching. I don't know if it was, you know, there was there's a whole backstory with Andy Reid and his son getting into a car accident, and that might have been weighing on his mind. There's all sorts of things that are going on, you know, there's, you know, like I said, the injuries to not only the offensive linemen, but Patrick Mahomes, there was, they kind of, Tyreek Hill was really kind of like a no, a non-factor in the game, whereas the last time they played, he was a huge factor. Right. Um, the, the, I keep wanting to say the Patriots, the Buccaneers had like everybody healthy, so they weren't missing like anybody. They got like and they four were, or five guys, and back. they were fit, and they were they were hitting, they were just hitting their stride. Like it was really kind of a. It, I don't want to say you know I'm more surprised that the line was still minus three and a half for the Chiefs. What well, because it was up because it really wasn't close. Like it wasn't even a. It, it was a. It was a done deal at the half. Like I just I. I mean, a part of me was kind of hoping it would be closer, but it really didn't. A- anyway, we don't have to talk ad nauseum about that. We're not a sports That's podcast, okay. but I just wanted to throw that out there and admit, yes, I was wrong. Um, did I want them to win, the Chiefs win to win per se? Not necessarily. Like I said, I mentioned on the podcast that I kind of was kind of mixed. Like I wanted both teams to win for, for different reasons. Um, 
but I did fully anticipate the Chiefs would win a close game, and both of those predictions were couldn't have been more wrong. So, right. any in any event, go ahead, buddy. Chime um, in for just a minute. It was. Um, I mean, the line starts off as the favorite. It moved up, and then there's obviously lots of late money coming in on Tampa Bay as the underdog. Uh, that's just how the line kind of goes for the Super Bowl. Um, so it's hard to read the line again because it's all based on the money coming in sports books are trying to protect themselves and things like that. Um, but the line is usually a somewhat decent indicator of how, how the game works out. I mean, Vegas is more often than not, they win. So I just thought it was interesting. Um, and I also mentioned that we hadn't had a blowout in in like over a decade and this was a blowout. (laughs) This was, was a blowout. I mean, the key to the game, I'm not a football guy. I like watching football. Um, but that that front seven of Tampa Bay just constantly dominant, kept dominant. getting to Patrick Mahomes, dominant. and Tom Brady had all the time. Had the time, he was gonna, he you know he only had like 200 yards. He didn't have a great game, but he made all the throws necessary to make. He wasn't pressured. He wasn't getting hurt. They had a great run game. They could wear down the clock. Mm-hmm. They made key plays and key times, and I think that was key to the game. Um, it was okay. I mean, the Super Bowl was fine. I, I enjoyed the halftime show. It was a little different. I didn't even watch it, to be they honest. They can't. It was different because they couldn't have, like, fans in the God. kind of pit. So it's kind of like him just performing. Um, but I like The weekend. He has good songs. And it was fun. Why didn't you watch it? Because I was out was, getting food. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time to go, I guess. In um, any event. We're um, going to hop yeah, on, on out. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to move on uh, to transition to a little bit of a somber note. Um we got news this past week that uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Plummer passed away at the uh, old ripe age of 92. So he lived a very long life. He was a staple in not only theater but also movies, TV shows, you name it. Uh, uh, you know, beloved by many. Um, he passed away. I think it was on the fifth, which was Friday. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. Go ahead. If you I actually had the incredible kind of honor of seeing him on Broadway. Did you really? Um, it was 10 plus years ago, but it was on Broadway. Um, and he's, you know, just kind of has that bravado. When yes. it was a big part, uh, like a lot of his films yes. are kind of late in life, but he, he kind of has that gravitas to the role. Yes, he and, does. Um, it was really kind of cool to see that. And I'm glad now, of course, that he's passed. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly glad that I was able to see him. Um, we will return back to Christopher Plummer in honor later on in the show. By, by the way, I'm not sure, but it looks like his name, according to this, is Christopher Plumer. Is that right? No, it's it's Plummer. I thought it's you Plumer? changed that. It's no. Plumer? It's no. Plummer. Okay, all right. It's two M's. All right. But, I mean, I just you know, it. you knew that. Uh, general update. <laughs> Did I change that? Well, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't feel like I made that mistake, but oh, okay. I could have. Uh, Ryan Coogler is going to develop a Disney Plus series set in the Kingdom of Wakanda for Marvel. This comes as part of an overall Disney deal for Ryan Coogler. Um, Too early, way too early to talk about what the series is because we don't even know what Black Panther 2 is going to be. Is it going to be following the people of Wakanda or is it going to follow a certain character of Wakanda? I mean, we just don't know. So it is what it is. Uh, These two kind of uh, notes... Go hand in hand. Uh, Peacock now has 33 million subscribers. Again, that's much higher than HBO Max, which is kind of what we're comparing it to. Not to. Sure, go ahead. Not to be the. 
not to rain on the parade, but you but you mentioned subscribers here. Yeah. You mentioned subscribers. When we were talking about we were talking about uh, when we were talking about HBO, we were talking about whatever activations or whatever it was. So yeah. Again, you can't compare. I don't know. I'm not saying that, that your yes, they did not wrong. break it down. I'm not saying between premium or free. They did not, not break that down, and that's okay. Right. But I'm just saying, like, yes, is it more subscribers than HBO? Sure, but that, again, that. Take that for what it's worth. That's that's all I wanted to say. Okay. I'm not saying your statistics are wrong. I'm just saying that they kind of they didn't give us HBO didn't break down what it was for a reason. So and Peacock did not break it down either. And Peacock, <laughs> Peacock, Peacock, Peacock did not break it down either. Right, so there's that, the free tier, premium, and premium plus. Yes, so and exactly. Yeah, so you still have you still have those down. activations that could happen from people who already have basic cable or whatever. Right. You know, you could have the free version. That's all, yeah. that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the off, unsurprisingly, I think the the yeah, office was me. the most streamed show in 2020 uh, when it was on Netflix. It was more than tripled the second highest show, which was The Mandalorian uh, of 2020. Uh, why I kind of tied those two together is now The Office is obviously on Peacock, so it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with. The office in terms of streaming numbers. I, um, what happened with? Oh, let me get one more fact in, Joe, and then go ahead and react. Um, Peacock has kind of changed the office in terms of how people view it. Um, some people like it, some people don't. The first two seasons of The Office are free in terms of if you're on the free subscription, you can watch it. But if you want to watch seasons three through eight or three through nine, I think it's nine seasons, you have to be on Peacock Premium. So they make you jump up to the next level if you want to watch the full set of The Office, which is a way in their minds to drive, obviously drive subscribers to not just get the free version, but get the paid version. Yeah. You want to react? Well, Jared, I didn't you know they were going to say that. That sounds dumb to me. But I mean, I get I get what they're trying to do, but it's, it's like their most valuable thing. I get that. And it, I as a consumer, it sucks. But from a business, that's what I'm saying. From a consumer, it sucks. From a business, it sounds like a good idea. Um, just to I, what I was going to say is about you mentioned The Office was the most streamed show in 2020. That makes sense because people knew it was going to go off Netflix. Right. So I would say that that you cannot discount that reason as to why it was so popular. I'm not saying that it's not a popular show anyway. Don't get me wrong; people love The Office. I don't know that many people who've actually seen it that dislike it. Is my point? Right. I mean, I've watched bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched it at length, but it seems very entertaining and funny when I do watch it. Uh, uh, you know. Um, so, but I think that that was part of the that that could have been part of the allure it could of have it been. is because people knew it was going to get out, go off Netflix. As a consumer, that sucks. That's 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 that that sucks. But we'll have to see the office numbers basically at the end of next year, at the end of this year, to see yeah, kind of how it matches up. Um, so something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, Amazon did drop another trailer for Coming to America. There was also a small Super Bowl spot. There but was this a is Super a big Bowl one. Spot. Um, Joe, you're still not in, into it, right? I'm you're not good. into it at all. It looked silly. Yeah, it almost like he was trying. It almost seemed like he was trying to trying to uh, bank on Black Panther. Like there's like a um, quote, like even in the movie, like yeah. oh, this isn't Wakanda. Wakanda's a made up place. It's like they're just yeah. like 
And it's, it's, it's like the prototypical – well, I don't want to say prototypical, but it seems like that's a lot what Eddie Murphy makes these days is where – I, I haven't seen the first one. I, I've heard it's the very funny. The first one is great, I but that's it. 25 years ago. I heard ago. it's very funny, but my question is since you've seen the first one, did he have like multiple roles in that movie? Yeah, he does. He and Arsenio play all the people in the barbershop. Okay, they okay. do all so those different it's things. It's very similar because yeah. that's like all his movies now. Like I, I think that's been, always to, been his movies, no, I think. No, not necessarily. Okay. And uh, Beverly Hills Cop, he oh, wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. He That's wasn't true. like that. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm know. Just was thinking he like, that? like was he like that in the Dynamite movie. Oh uh, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking. What's the movie that he did that was like Nutty Professor, where he did a bunch yeah, of characters? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do that. Oh, the Nutty Professor. He was, was like all Dr. the family Doolittle. members. I was thinking Doctor Doolittle. Uh, in in uh, Vampire Brooklyn, Vampire in Brooklyn, he plays multiple characters. Yeah, it's just, it's um, just and it's silly. It again, gets, it's over. It gets, it gets I'm, old. I'm right? happy to see it. I like. I know you'll see it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, and it's that's a, okay. It's, it's okay. a sequel to a movie from 25 years ago. It's a it's a long. Um, it's gonna have to do more than nostalgia to kind of keep me into it, but. Um, I will go into it hopeful. Amazon paid a lot of money for it, so maybe they hopefully saw something out of it. Um, some of you guys have been asking my thoughts yes. on WandaVision. This is strictly Mac because I haven't seen this yes. and I won't. But that's and he okay. won't. So that way – and I'm going to give spoilers. That's fine. Go um, for it. Just because – And then that way maybe I'll give a reaction to how I think it – I'll give my reaction sure. to your spoilers. Um, I, okay. So first five episodes. What's first happening? First five episodes. Uh, well, we're still it's, – it's a little complicated to go over everything that's, that's happening. Fine. But sh- they are in – Have you reveals? Have you figured out kind of what's going you're, on yet? You're starting to understand what's happening. Is she's she like in, crazy or what? She's She's pretty crazy. Um, but, but you don't know if she's doing everything or she's kind of being subconsciously controlled. Oh, she's I in see. a fictional town called Westview, okay. which is kind of uh, – So this is all like – This is a sitcom. This could be in her head this, or this is in her head. It's But it's it's real things are happening, but you don't know how much she's manipulating it or how much it's being manipulated for her. Um, yeah. And so the, the shield and sword agents – um, the shield and sword is sword is a different type oh, of organization okay, like okay. shield. Sorry, sorry. Um, and they are, they are, they've Darcy from Thor. She's back in it. Um, agent Wu, uh, from Man man of the wasp is back in it. And they've kind of made the understanding. Um, Maria Rambo is in it or Monica Rambo's in it, um, as a sword agent. And they kind of, uh, come to the understanding that it's a sitcom type of a show. And Wanda's doing a sitcom, but they don't understand, kind of how she's doing it more and more is kind of being revealed. Um, you're starting to get more reveals as to why vision is there, uh, even though he's dead. Um, I will say a couple things. Uh, and then Joe, if you want to bounce off, you okay. can. Um, this is completely original in terms of anything Marvel's ever done. Um, there is, it's incredibly unique. Uh, I will be the first to say that I am fully biased and fully, on board and and will ignore basic things that Marvel does. Um, But Marvel has, and I've said this before, some of their stuff in the first, especially phase two has been a little derivative in terms of the origin stories, in terms of getting characters to where they need to be. Um, But that's mainly because they, they laid out this plan that they had to get every single character they've ever had into infinity war and into Endgame. And so it had to work like a really big puzzle piece, and they, they did it. Um, 
the way it looks like it's going now with all the different shows and the new characters, I don't think there's going to be a big team-up movie in terms of the next big Avengers movie. It looks like there's going to be multiple big different storylines. Okay. So this one leads into... Does this does that bother you? No, it's fine. Okay. So this one... like you're disappointed. No, no, no. I, I by think, your tone. I think it gives it more creative freedom to okay. do things. Okay. Because not every single character is beholden to the one story. Got it. Um, so like we talked about Wanda, WandaVision, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange are all going to tie in together. And then you have a separate storyline, possibly with Secret Wars... With the scrolls, that's going to tie into Captain America too. So you have these big, no, not Captain America, Captain Marvel too. So you have these big stories, which are great. Uh, the big reveal, obviously, is Evan Peters showed up in the last episode as Pietro or Quicksilver. Evan Peters, of course, was Quicksilver in the Fox movies, the Fox X Men movies. I think it's a big fake in terms of what he actually is. I think a lot of people got excited that oh, they're going to bring the Fox, the Fox. X-Men characters over to the main one, just like they're going to do with the Spider-Man one. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's a fake out, but who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, I think this is the best work that Elizabeth Olsen's done. Um, it's nice to see Vision back. Um, it's an interesting story. Um, there's only the one thing, again, I'll say about this because Disney sets it up with the episode every week. They basically drop big teases at the end of every every episode, and so it drives conversation for the full week. And then it's like, okay, now everyone has to watch WandaVision the next week. Kind of like Game of Thrones or Mandalorian. If it was like Netflix, people would just click next episode, next episode, and they'd be done. It's only nine episodes. Um, yeah, it's great. I think it's good. It's funny. Um, it's unique. There's not some big CGI battles happening. There may be some at some point. Um, but it's new characters for the most part. It's really only the four, four or five characters that have been in it, but they're all other new characters and new stories. Um, it's really fun. It's really good. Okay. Cool. Anything, Joe? Any questions? Any no. curiosity? Not really. No? You still... still... I'm, I'm kind of confused as to how why it's a sitcom. Like, it's like... Whatever, like leave it to Beaver, like it, yeah. But, but I guess that would take longer than a five minute explanation as to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, we would have to talk about it, and I'd have to get kind of caught up to figure out what's going the on. The most basic, the most basic answer is Wanda is still upset with everything that happened at the end of Endgame, where okay. she's lost Vision and she's you know kind of on her own, and she's still not over her brother Pietro so, dying. So I guess, so I guess, what I'm confused. Go ahead. Go so ahead. what the premise? Is or what it's setting itself up to be, and it could be a total fake out, which I still think it is in some sense. But what it is so far is that Wanda, because she is so powerful, um, she's the most one of the most powerful mutants there are. She set up this fake world in this town, and because her life outside of it is so not good, she's not happy. She set up this fake world in a sitcom. And she's brought Vision back to life, and they have twin kids um, to kind of make her life feel perfect. Now, again, what ha- what's happening on the outside is these other forces are trying to get in. We're trying to figure out why she's doing this, or who's manipulating her, and so it's going to come to a head at some point. Does that make okay. a little bit more sense? Yeah, it sounds 
a little strange, but it is a little strange. It's definitely different. It's not. I mean, it's it, not your it, typical. It might. It might be something I was interested in if it wasn't tied to Marvel and I knew it wasn't Marvel. I think characters. you would. I actually think you would like it because because I kind of like stuff like that where people create like not necessarily. I mean, it seems a little more like a science fiction type thing than anything yeah. else. Um, but yeah, like looking inside someone's not not demented but disturbed or upset or distressed or right. mind is interesting you know you talk about some great movies that are on my list that I haven't mentioned yet one of them comes to mind when I think about this eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm-hmm. now I'm not saying it's in any way it's somewhat similar in that you're looking inside someone's mind is what I'm right. saying I mean she's someone that has going through these kind of emotional going through big trauma. beats yes um, someone so who's going through trauma fa- fabricated this right. world or something, but she's a mutant. So she has all these powers that, you know, it just, it just makes it for more. And again, the twins, her kids are real. They, I think her, her kids, uh, Tommy and Billy, their cop books, they're straight out of the comic books. I think they'll basically become, um, new, new cast members or new Avengers or whatever you want to call it at some point. Uh, I still think Wanda is the big bad in this saga. I think she's going to, and Doctor Strange, I think it's going to be Doctor Strange versus her. I think she's going to be the big bad. Um, I don't think she's a bad character per se, but in the comics, she's kind of walked that line of a good guy versus bad guy. So she's kind of turning into a right. uh, Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones. Kind of, yeah, but better character arc. Uh, 2021. She's turning into uh, Daenerys? Daenerys. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, Daenerys. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, uh, again, there's more's going to happen with the multiverse. Um, again, the big reveal was She's the... She's going to want to live in her fantasy world for the rest right. of her life kind of thing. Yeah, again, the big reveal was the Evan Peters thing. Again, he was only on it for like 30 seconds. So that's uh, the it guy bl- that it played, blew people... That's the guy that played Quicksilver in, in, in uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future's Past and okay. whatever, the last Dark Phoenix. Yeah, okay. Um... And again, it blew people's minds because everyone's like, oh, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. I, I think it's a big fake out. I don't think he's real. I think it's a figment of her imagination. But that's just my theory. Um, well, Paul, he's obviously dead. I'm confused. Well, again. So people were excited because the actor was in it and they thought yes, it was going to be the train. Because they be, think it's going to be. be incorporating from the Fox characters or they were, or they were, they were, they were excited because Quicksilver's back. Like, I don't. Both. I mean, be, is it, is she opening up the multiverse? Is she pulling people in from the multiverse? Um, is it, you know, again, it's that idea of the multiverse opens and X person can come through. Um, they've teased a, a big. Uh, reveal at the end of the show as a cameo. Uh, I'm calling it right now. I think it's going to be Ian McKellen. Uh, they've talked about it before. Ian McKellen's talked about wanting to come on to the Marvel movies. Um, I think he will come on again. Magneto is Wanda's Wanda's father, um, so I think he will be pulled into the multiverse somehow. It's not going to be uh, Michael Fassbender. No, I don't think it's Fassbender. I think they'll get McKellen. Um, that could be 100 percent wrong, though. That's just my total shot in the dark. But um, four more episodes left. Um, we'll say, unless there's something big revealed, we'll wait until the end, and I'll give you guys my thoughts at that point okay. as well. Thanks, buddy. No problem. All right. Well, now we're going to get into the uh, the big topic of today's podcast. Um, the Golden Globes uh, have been the, the uh, potential – the nominations have been revealed, and we are going to kind of – Go through uh, some of these some of these uh, categories and not, and give our opinions on who we think should win and who we think will win. Yeah, 
Um, we'll just run through these as fast yeah, as we can. And I mean, to be quite honest, I, I, I was looking at this list and I've probably seen maybe barely, I've, I've seen maybe, hang on. I haven't even seen all the movies. I, I can't even, even think I've seen any of these movies on this list, on yeah. any of these lists. So we'll run through it quick. So it's going to be mostly your kind of, your opinions and we'll kind of. So why don't you read me the first category okay, and yeah, then I'll yeah. give you. So the best movie drama, the, the list of nominees are The Father. I've never even heard of it. Make Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Just looking at my list here, I would probably bet that The Trial of the Chicago 7 would win. I would say The Trial of the Chicago 7. One, I think it should win. I think it's the best film of the ones I've seen. Uh, it's also the film that's nominated the most uh, overall. So, again, I so think the heavy that holds some sway. All right. Next, next category, we got Best Actress in a Drama. We have Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrea Day from the United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby from Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand from Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. I would not be surprised if Viola Davis wins this. Even though I haven't seen it, I just don't know any of the other people. Viola Davis is, is the only performance I've seen. She's great in it. Um, no Zendaya in this category and no... Uh, Tessa Thompson neither made this category, uh, which is a little surprising. Uh, Francis McDormand, a lot of people are talking about it for No Man Land, still haven't seen it yet. Um, so I'll say Viola Davis should win. Uh, I'll leave who will win as, an, as a question mark. I don't know. All right, next category, we have Best Actor in a Drama. We have Riz Ahmed from The Sound of Metal, which I still haven't seen. I want to see it, but I, you, you mentioned his yeah. performance, and it was very good. Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Tahar Rahim in The Mauritanian. Yep. I, I never even heard of that movie. No. Um, I Just looking at this list, I would probably say post-posthumously Chadwick Boseman will win. Yeah, that's easy. Should and will win. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Next category, best movie. I haven't seen any of those movies, though. Didn't even, I haven't even heard of The Mauritanian. The Mauritanian? I don't know. Okay. Best movie, comedy, or musical? I'm really shocked that this movie is even on this list. This is kind of like blasphemous. But whatever. (laughs) What doesn't make any sense? Like, why would this movie even be on here? Is there like a shortage of comedies or musicals that you have to put Borat subsequent Uh, movies on here? People liked it. I mean, it won. Okay. I mean, it's not even close. I wouldn't be surprised. It's not even be close. I already know that Hamilton's going to win. Do you think Hamilton's going to win? Yes, I do. Borat. Because I think there's enough Hamilton... Savants okay. out there, they will win. Hamilton, Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. The reason why I don't think Hamilton will win is Joe's, Joe's right. It's a poor substitute for the actual thing. Joe is right that there's tons of Hamilton fans out there, including me. It is not an original film, though. It's basically just a, a filmed version of the stage show. Okay, um, I will say... What would you pick? Palm, no, I'm going to pick Palm Springs. Um, the Hulu film with Andy Samberg, I think it's... The most original film I saw this year uh, at all. I'll say Palm Springs. I wouldn't be surprised if Borat's subsequent movie film won, though. That would be ridiculous. It's a popular movie. People like it. That's ridiculous. That wins a Golden Globe. The first one won the the Golden Globe. Did it really? For Best Comedy Movie, yeah. Wow. That's really surprising. The Hangover won for Best Comedy. Really? Yeah, it's a comedy movie. 
That's that's well, okay. I guess I I guess I've been paying much attention. Well, there's to two categories, right? Drama and comedy. So you know, I one just, of them comedy has to win. Yeah, and there hasn't really been. But why wouldn't like La La Land or something? Well, I'm sure it did when it was a category. But I'm just saying in general, like some off the cuff comedies. The first one, yeah. There's some off-the-cuff comedies that I've won. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm wrong. No. no. Well, I'm not wrong. I guess You're I'm not informed. All right. Best actress com- best actress in a comedy or musical. I'm probably going to butcher these people's names. Maria, Maria Bakalova. I, I was trying to help you. you. Let, me, let me try it. Maria Bakalova. Yeah, see, I told you to get it right. Borat, movies, Borat subsequent movie film. Kate Hudson in music. Michelle Pfeiffer in the French Exit. Rosamund Pike and I care a lot and Anya Taylor Joy and Emma. I'll I say, would, go ahead. I, my guess would be I don't Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm going to say Maria Bakalova okay. for Boris subsequent movie film. Okay. She was the best part okay. of the movie. Okay. Best actor in a comedy or musical: Sasha Baron Cohen from Borat, James Corden from The Prom, Lin Manuel Miranda from Hamilton, Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield. Or Andy Samberg from Palm Springs, based off of your recommendation earlier. I'm going to go with Andy Samberg. I think Andy Samberg should win. I think Sasha Baron Cohen will win. Okay. But in my opinion, I think Andy Samberg should win. All right. Next category, best animated movie. The Crude's A New Age. Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. I'm based off of your based off of your reactions to movies, I would say Soul is going to win. Soul should and will win. All right. Next one, best supporting actress. This is crazy. But go ahead. This is crazy. What's crazy? The list. Glenn Close. Yeah. Why? Uh, for me, it's 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 a it's an interesting choice. Okay. Well. All right. Well, but she did it. We though. can we can discuss we can discuss about that in a second. Best supporting actress: Glenn Close, Hibbley Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Jodie Foster, The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, and Helena Zengel. News of the World. I'm going to go on a limb and say Olivia Coleman. <laughs> but Glenn Close, um, I read an interesting. I, it's interesting to me that that the Rotten Tomato score is so is not even close to the audience score, which tells me a couple things. It, like the audience score is a lot higher. Yeah, the audience score is like miles different, miles better. Yeah, it's not even close. Interesting. Which is interesting that a lot of critics don't like the movie and. You mentioned Glenn Close. I've, I thought she, I haven't seen it, but I've heard the good things that she's really good in it. Um, but it's just interesting to me that that the quote unquote critics lambast this movie, yeah, and everyone else seems to really, and that the actual people who watch it seem to enjoy it, and there and and there's a disconnect there. I'm somewhere. really kind of starting to lose faith in Rotten Tomatoes at this point. Well, it's it's a it's not a because, perfect system. Because to be quite honest, there's movies on my list, and we'll we'll get to my list later oh, that I are can't wait. that are crazy high, that are awful movies. Like up, you'll see. I didn't say that was an awful movie. That's <laughs> no movies I haven't mentioned yet. Well, how could they be awful if if they're higher? There's three than stars. They're three stars. That can't be awful movies. Then. I didn't say off. Sorry. I did say awful. I guess I'm I embellished. By what I you're embellished. Saying. I embellished. Or we'll get to some those. some pretty bad movies that have really some bad. pretty average movies. Yes, some average movies that got like eighty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Got it's it. Insane. We'll get to anyway. That. I don't know what is Rotten Tomatoes for Hillbilly Elegy. I don't know. I'm just curious. Anyway, with forties probably. I'm going to say who would you say? Uh, will win and should win is Amanda Seyfried from Mank. I think this will be the one win for Mank. Amanda Seyfried. Um, I think this is a career okay. defining performance okay. from her. 
and I think she will get I haven't the award. Seen it. Best Supporting Actor. Sasha Baron Cohen from The Trial of the Cargo 7. Daniel Kalua, Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto, The Little Things. That's so random. That's what reminded that's, me of Glenn Close. That doesn't make any sense at all. He wasn't even that good in it. I mean, he was good, but it's like, are you kidding me? Bill Murray on The Rocks and Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami. I'm going to say Sasha Baron Cohen. He's probably a big fan with the global with, with the uh, Golden Globes, I think. Again, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Judas and the Black Messiah next week when it comes out. Um... But I think the trial of Chicago Seven. He he's the best part of that movie, okay. and I think he'll win. Best television drama. Now we get into some good stuff. This is this is this this will be a good category. Yeah. The Crown, Lovecraft Country, yeah. The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratched. I'm gonna go. It's not gonna be The Mandalorian, Ozark, or Ratched. So it's either Lovecraft Country or The Crown. I'm gonna go on a limb and say Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. I actually think it might be Ozark. I think Ozark. You're kidding. And I'm not. No way. It's that good? Ozark's really it's good. It's that good. Do Ozark's you even watch great. it? Yeah, I watch Ozark with Jason Bateman and Lauren Lane. I'm just it's wondering. Great. Do you even watch it? It's I do. It's supposed to be like an interest. It's supposed to be like. It's great. It's like Breaking Bad type of a story. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, like, it's great. Okay. I um, you watch it. I think The Crown should win, but I think Ozark will win. No love, no love for Lovecraft. No love. Lo- there's a love first. lost for love, Lovecraft Country. Uh, again, Ozark is getting to its last season. It has again. Some of these award shows are political. Okay. Um, Ozark, I'm Ozark shows Lovecraft Country. Ozark, Ozark. Ozark hasn't won the big award yet. Okay. They've kind of I been they snuffed out. Jason Bateman's won a couple times, I think. Okay. Um, Lovecraft Country, I think, will get its chance. The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah I think it's just an honor for that show to be nominated. Sure. Um, but I think The Crown has won before. I think it should win. It's a heavy favorite. But I think Ozark will win. That would be an interesting category to watch. Yes. All right, next one. Best Actress in a TV Drama. Olivia Colman, The Crown. Jodie Comer and Killing Eve. Emma Corrin for The Crown. Laura Linney for Ozark. And Sarah Paulson for Ratched. For Ratched. Ratched? How do you say it? Ratched, Ratched I think is Ratched? what it is. Yeah. Nurse anyway. Ratched. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Olivia Coleman was the head. She won last year, so I'm going to go with her again. Uh, I I think Laura Linney will win for no, Ozark. Really, she's that good. Um, but she's I not think that, I don't like her in some movies. A lot sure, of movies. but I, I do think Emma Corrin from okay. The Crown should win again. I think her and Olivia Coleman are great. They're equal together. Olivia Coleman has won before. Okay. Emma Corrin is the actress that plays Princess Diana. She's new to the show. I think she should win, but I think Laura Linney will win. I could be wrong. But I think Ozark's going for some big wins. Okay. Best actor in a TV drama, Jason Bateman. You mentioned he won before. Josh O'Connor for The Crown. Bob Odenkirk for Better Better Call Saul. Al Pacino for The Hunters. And Matthew Reese for Perry Mason. It's not going to be Al Pacino or Matthew Reese. Uh, I, I want to go who I want to win, even though I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> But, but I've been hearing good things about Better Better, better Call Saul. Yeah. So a part of me would kind of want him to win just because I've heard good things. Yeah. But based on what you said before, I'd probably go with Jason Bateman. I I have no idea. Again, I, I may sound like a broken record here. I think Jason Bateman will win. Okay. Uh, but I think That's Josh O'Connor right. should win. Josh again, O'Connor? Oh, from The Crown. Crown. He okay. plays uh, Prince Charles. Okay. Uh, I think he should win. I, but, again, I think Ozark will win. Jason Bateman will win. Okay. 
All right, next one. Best television comedy, Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso. To me, this is without a doubt no no contest for me, even though I haven't seen it. I know everyone loves this show, Schitt's Creek. Yeah, Schitt's Creek will 100% win again. It's the last year, so it will win. Um, I would say I enjoyed Ted Lasso more, though, so I think Ted Lasso should win. Mm-hmm. But I think Schitt's Creek will win. All right, best actress in a TV comedy. We have Lily Collins from Emily in Paris, Kelly Kowoku, uh, fresh off of the Big Bang Theory for The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning for The Great, Jane Levy for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. Let's just go with the heavy favorite, Catherine O'Hara. Will and should win is Catherine O'Hara. Next one, best actor in a TV comedy, Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Nicholas Holt, The Great, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis, 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 yeah. Sudeikis Ted Lasso, or Rami Yosef for Rami. What the heck is that? It's a show on Hulu. Okay. Uh, even though I like this guy, I'm, I, who, I, who do I want to win, I guess, is Don Cheadle, who probably <laughs> will win, Eugene Levy, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> He's not my dad, but uh, you know what? This like, is actually my, my dad fault. looks a lot older now. I um, uh, it's actually should be Daniel Levy. That's actually a hundred percent my fault. What uh, Daniel Levy is for best actor, and Eugene Levy is for supporting actor. That's my fault. Oh, um, well, but I think your point still stands. Though I think Daniel Levy and will, his win. Son will win. Um, they can have a nice moment again. I think Jason Sudeikis should win. Okay, but um, Daniel Levy will win. All right. Next one, best limited series, anthology, or TV movie. Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Acts, The Undoing, or, or, or Unorthodox. The only ones that I know somewhat about are The Queen's Gambit and The Undoing. Uh, I'm going to go with The Undoing. Uh, I think The Queen's Gambit will win. Uh, I enjoyed both Small Acts and The Undoing, but I think The Queen's Gambit is great, so I think it will and should win. Okay. Best Actress in a Limited Series, Anthology, or TV Movie. movie. Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America. Daisy Edgar-Jones from Normal People. Shreya Haas for Unorthodox. Nicole Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Let's go with Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy should and will win for The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I was just going to say you were right. Uh, Looking at this list, your, your beloved euphoria didn't get any love whatsoever. I was thinking Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie. Oh, yeah, Um, got it, got it. But, yeah, I don't – Euphoria is not even on here at all, absolutely. So, you're right. I didn't even think about that. It must not be that good. It must not be. I guess not. (laughs) Best actor in a limited series. I don't know if you want me to fight you with this. I don't don't know what you want Best actor in a limited series, anthology, or TV movie. These are some some good choices here. Brian Cranston, Your Honor, Jeff Daniels, The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, Ethan Hawke, The Good Lord Bird, or Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. This is really a toss-up for me. Well, it's a toss-up for all of these because most of these I haven't seen. But all of these actors I looked pretty good in the trailers and stuff like that. I know you've talked – you've had said praises for Hugh Grant – Ethan Hawke looked incredible in The Good Lord Bird. I know you spoke highly about Mark Ruffalo. You know, I don't know anything about the Comey rule, but I'm sure it was good. Brian Cranston, again, you can't argue with that. I, I Really, a flip of five-sided dice at this point. Uh, let's go with uh, Mark Ruffalo. 
Yeah, I actually I really don't know. They all seem pretty good to me. I think Mark Ruffalo will win. Um, I think Hugh Grant should win. I think it's a career kind of changing okay. performance from him. It's a different character that he's played, um, and I think he was he was the highlight of that that series. Right. So difference there. Best actress TV supporting. This is all categories: comedy, drama, anthology. They just lump all these into one category okay. for supporting. Gillian Anderson, The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown, Julia Garner, Ozark, Anna Murphy, Schitt's Creek, Cynthia Nixon for Ratched. Cynthia Nixon is in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Gillian Anderson. I actually think Gillian Anderson. <laughs> I think Gillian Anderson should win. Um, but I think it's going to come down to her and Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek. I'm not, it's a little, it's a toss up for me. Julia Garner's already won a uh, Golden Globe and she's won an Emmy as well for Ozark. Cause I don't think she'll win, but, uh, yeah. All right. Next one. Last one, actually. Best actor in a TV supporting role, John Boyega for small acts, Brendan Gleeson for the call me rule, Daniel Levy, Le- Le- Levy, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Daniel Levy for, yeah, no Levy. Yeah, Daniel Levy for Schitt's Creek, Jim Parsons for Hollywood, or Donald Sutherland for The Undoing. Daniel Levy. I know he's hasn't he won before. Uh, no, I don't think Schitt's Creek's won before. Oh, I, um, I think he'll win. I think Levy will win, um, but I actually would like to see John Boyega win. Um, again, Small Axe is the um, the five films that came out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. He he had a he was the star of, of one of those. Mini films. I think he he. A love for Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, I mean it was good, but it was it was it was a serious. Um, I don't know how to say this. It was a serious SNL sketch, right? I mean, he was basically just doing all the mannerisms and all the mimicking of what Donald Trump looks like. Okay. So it wasn't as it was good. I enjoyed the Comey rules. I wasn't a big fan of the show. Uh, I didn't really like the show. Mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland wasn't wasn't great in the undoing in terms of. He didn't do a lot. Um, he was just kind of a very small side character, so I didn't really feel like that was it. But so that's that. The Golden Globes are at the end of the month. Um, I will remember all of these predictions that we just made. <laughs> you can't hold me to any sort of prediction. I, I no, I didn't say I'm going to call you out. But we'll revisit it when it happens, okay, and we'll yeah, see yeah, sure, what happens. Sure. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. Nominations just came out. We may visit those next week Sags. Um, to see what's happening with that. Yep. But now we are on to the segment, the reason why everyone tuned in, yeah. besides our Super Bowl recap, <laughs> uh, Joe's weekly segment. Where uh, I actually admit that I'm wrong? No, I didn't. You weren't wrong, Joe. Okay. You were. You were. If you were wrong, then so were tons of NFL experts, Joe. That's true. So, uh, again, this is a segment Joe's been doing for quite a while oh, now, gosh. months on I, end. I don't remember when we started. This. I don't know. It must have been last summer. He's been putting in lots of hours on this. <laughs> He's putting in lots of work. Um, I know we give him a hard time for doing it, um, but it's all in good fun. He's working hard on it, Joe. We're still in three stars. Tell us three what we're stars. At. We're at two fifty-six. The last movie I mentioned was two fifty-seven. Which was Hercules, the animated movie. And all of these movies are better than Up, right? Going forward. To me, they are. <laughs> Let's do it. To me, What number are. are we on? I liked Up, like, the first ten minutes. And then after that, I was like, okay. All right. I don't know why there's a somewhat talking dog. Ooh, and the, the, the talking dog threw you off for it, some it reason. It does. <laughs> it throws me off. It's like it's silly. And he goes like some – whatever. Anyway. 250. What um, are we on? 256. Three-star movie. This might be one of the last ones. One, the last holiday movie I have on this list. 
Okay, but it is on this list. Um, it is a three-star movie mostly because it's a holiday movie and it outside of the holidays and particularly Christmas, it's diff- not difficult to watch, but it's, it's a seasonal movie. Um, so to me, it doesn't get ranked higher than a three-star. Okay. And that is 1994. I think it might be my favorite Christmas movie. I know I mentioned it in, in my, when I, to other people, I think it's my, I think it's my favorite Christmas movie. You I have I it that high. It probably is, right? Yeah. I can't remember if there's any other Christmas movies after this. Um, and that is Tim Allen's 1984, The Santa Claus. I think yeah, that tracks. Think well, that was your number one movie. That was when my we did Christmas, Christmas rankings. So. Yeah. So yeah, that tracks. Yep. All right, two fifty five. To me, it's I, still a three star though, right? So still, still a three star. Got it. It's not the best movie of all time, nor is it a like a, 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 a great movie. It's a good movie. Again, probably because it's a holiday movie. Like I said, it warms uh, you up. Yeah, it warms you up. <laughs> that was nice by the fire. Two fifty five. Um, to me, this is one of Adam Sandler's best roles. I've recommended this movie before. It's a three star movie. I think it's great. I like the movie. I actually like him in this role better than I like him in Uncut Gems, but that's just me. Um, it's a great movie. It's it's a touching story. It's it it, it I really resonated with the film. It, I I I was able to, you know, I I was able to put my sh- put myself in Adam Sandler's shoes. Um, he I, you know the movie the movie story is he lost his family in the two thousand and one two tower attacks. Um, and he's and how he's kind of coping or not coping with that. He runs into an old college roommate of his named from uh, who, who's played by Don Cheadle, um, and then Jada Pinkett plays his wife. Um, the movie is came out in two thousand and seven. It's called Rain Over Me. I really like. Is that it. your highest Adam Sandler movie? Do you think? I don't know if you know if you have other. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But it's it's one of his better roles. I really like it. Um, I actually like, yeah, and for me personally, I like it better than Uncut Gems, yeah. but that's just me. 254, this is the last movie in this series. I know I kind of, I know I kind of hinted at it earlier. This is, this is the last movie, not the last movie in the series, but it's the one that I think is the best, even though I know some people don't consider it to be the best. I think it is. Um, and that is 1985, Sylvester Stallone, the great Dolph Lundgren playing the Russian the Russian boxer Carl Weathers, who gets who gets killed by Dolph Lundgren, and he utters, "If he dies, he dies." Rocky IV. I think it's great. 1985. I think that moved, I think that's the best one, even though it doesn't get the accolades. Um, to me, it's a lot. It has a lot more going on, and a lot. Um, his seeing his best friend pass away, and kind of going through that. Um, I think is is the, that I'm able to identify and, and 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 yeah put myself in the shoes of that. Yeah, this next movie gets a really high rankings, um, but it was remade. It's a, it, it, they remade it from a 1967 movie with Frank Sinatra. I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the 2004 remake version, but I think it's very good. Um, it's interesting. Um, it's you know. As far as conspiracy theory type movies go, it's interesting. I mean, it's not, you know, again, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. It's not, I don't think it's amazing, but it's good. Um, it has a great cast. It has Denzel Washington, Leave Schreiber, and Meryl Streep. And I'm talking about The Manchurian Candidate, 2004. 252. I'm at 252. This movie, 
I bought later in life, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I rented it, I think, on Netflix, and I and I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe it's just kind of my type of movie. Um, it's got great talent in it. It's got Samuel Samuel Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Um, it came out in 1998. It's called The Negotiator. I really like it. Um, this next movie, um, I will probably again many many of these movies I have higher than probably many of you would, but that's okay. It's, it's whatever. I. I find enjoyment. In some We're ways. over at this point. Yeah, you're, you gotta you're, just numb, go. you're numb to it at this point. 251. Um, again, Samuel L. Jackson, not coincidence. It's just coincidence that he's whatever back to back. And he's actually on more of these movies too. Um, it's like an, it, it has an English style humor to it. I think it's really funny. Um, it, over the top funny, like, you know, like violently funny. And, you know, it has lots of good scenes in it, I think. But it doesn't really get highly rated. It doesn't get highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Samuel Jackson, Emily Mortimer, Robert Kyle, Carlyle, and Meatloaf. It came out in two thousand and one. It's called Formula Fifty One. Um, this next movie I mentioned uh, before, um, when we were talking about trailers that are coming out soon, this was the f- quote unquote first movie in the series. Whatever, I don't care. This is the best movie. This is this is the original one was good. Or the first one in the series. I didn't even look at it in terms I didn't even think it was gonna be a sequel or whatever. They're gonna make spin-offs. I don't care. This movie came out in 2014. I was really impressed with this movie. It's a great movie. I love how they set it up. I love how you don't see the the quote unquote villain until halfway through the movie. They really built up the suspense. It's great. There's like silence in it. It was great to watch in the theater. There's silence before he screams, and I'm talking about Godzilla with Brian Cranston, Ken Watanabe, and Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen. 2014 Godzilla. I liked it. Um, this might surprise Mac. This next movie, 249. Um, this will probably be. This will most likely. I think it is the lowest film that I own by this director that you know I love. Okay. So we're talking, I'm talking about Christopher Nolan. I know I say this is a good movie, but I don't think it's his best movie. I like it. It's really good. It put him on the map, but I'm not beholden to it as I am beholden to his other films. And I'm talking about Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joe. You Pat- have Memento higher than Interstellar? I don't own Interstellar. Oh, that would make sense then. All right. Oh, no, wait, I do. And I guess I do. I do have Memento higher than Interstellar. Because I don't think I like Interstellar as much as I like Memento. I think when we... Okay. It doesn't matter. What? So do you think I... I think when we did the list, I think you had Memento higher than Interstellar, which is why I was confused. Oh, so, and you're saying I haven't mentioned Interstellar yet? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. I'll be honest. That's what I'm saying. It's It's very hard to do this. Okay. So Memento. When I was doing the list, this is what came up. (laughs) 249. Maybe maybe you're rubbing off on me a little bit. And maybe I'm giving Interstellar more love than I used to. Who knows? 249. That is That was 249. That was 249. I mean, I would have thought if Nolan would have done like a Pepsi commercial, he would have done at least a four star. That's interesting. But go ahead. It's good, and I can watch it again. Better than The Dark Knight Rises? Memento? Not even close. Oh, Not even close. man. Controversy, Joe. Wait, better? Fire. Oh, you said The Dark Knight Rises. No, Memento. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises is better than Dark Knight. I think. I th- wait, no. You s- Okay, are you talking about... Dark Knight Rises is better than Memento. I think so. All right, controversy, Because the setup yeah. for it. The, having Tom Hardy as the, as the villain was just... Oh, that was crazy. Ooh. 
This next movie, again, I like inspirational movies. I know some people, <clears throat> Mac, don't really particularly care for inspirational stories or whatever. Absolutely uh, great, right. Great feet, great whatever. I want to feel shitty about great, myself every time I watch a movie. Great achievements in sports history. It's not Rudy, is it? No. Okay, it's too, this, it's too low for Rudy. too low for Rudy. This is not Rudy. Yeah. But this is similar in style and in and, 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 and tone. Um, this came out in 2004. I really like this movie. I think it's great. I, I, my, I get goosebumps watching the movie and seeing the scenes and hearing Al Michaels in the background talk about the – do the countdown at the end of the game. I'm talking about Kurt Russell, Patricia Clarkson, and Noah Emmerich, 2004 Miracle. Yes, it's better than Up. And The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it is. In any event – 247. <laughs> Mac is beside oh, himself. Lord. Mac is beside himself now. I'm not even mad at this point. It's just funny to you listen to this. You just don't like inspirational movies, and I maybe, do. Maybe. I do. I do. That's, that's I do. So you probably never seen this movie, or if you did, he thought it was the worst movie you've ever seen. I've seen Miracle. I love this movie. All right, 247. It's on Disney Plus now. Go check it out. Yeah, 247. <laughs> I'd be surprised if you've even heard of this movie, but... I saw. I stumbled upon it on Netflix. I'd be surprised. Sorry, Mac, if you've heard of this movie, okay. it's really kind of under the radar. Like I didn't even know it even came out. It came out in 2010, so it's fairly recent. It's directed by Robert Redford, but it's got a great cast, and I liked the movie. I liked the story it was trying to tell. It's. I liked the the conversation that that can ensue after watching this movie. Um, it stars great cast. James McAvoy, Tom Wilkinson, Robin Wright, Kevin Klein, Evan Rachel Wood. The movie is called The Conspirator. No. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's about a trial that takes place after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Anyway, interesting, interesting movie. Interesting movie. Maybe it was based off a play. I don't know. I don't know. So All right. Check it out. Next movie uh, I know you've seen. This is really recent, 2018. I I spoke very highly of, the, of this movie. I'm not sure if Mac thinks as highly of it as I do, you might. I, I, I don't know. But I think it's a good story. I really like it. It's got good talent, and I, I, I really like the story. It's kind of like a, you know, again, it's based off of a true story, so who knows how much of it is true, but it's still entertaining. Take it for what it's worth. It stars the great, the, the two, the tandem of this movie are the actress and the actor and how they, they have good chemistry together, in my opinion. Um, Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, and Michael Sarah still making movies, I guess. <laughs> Kevin Costner. I'm talking about Molly's Game, 2018. I thought it was a good movie, very good movie. Michael Sarah plays the douchey actor. Yes, he does. Uh, in real life, that guy is um, Tobey Maguire. So he's a cover for to- like Tobey Maguire is the douchey actor that Molly deals with. How do you know that? Because it's in the book. It's in Molly's book. She revealed it. That it was Tobey Maguire. Was it? Yeah. Yes. How do you know that? Because Molly, the person said it. It's in the book. It's all, it's out there. Well, that explains why he's not making movies anymore. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know, but. It was directed by Aaron Sorkin. It was his first. It was his first, first movie. Yeah. I really like it. Molly's Game. It's, it's a good great. movie. All right. This next movie. This next movie reminds me of, now that I was looking at these lists, and I'll try to go through this faster. You're good. 245. This movie is a great movie. Um, very entertaining. I like the story it's trying to tell. I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know what was going to happen. The ending was satisfying, unlike The Little Things. So The Little Things was similar to this movie. 
All right. Okay. In many respects, and this the movie I'm about to mention had a good payoff. 2013. It was directed by Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Sorry, Denis. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Great movie. This is a great movie. Stars Hugh Jackman. Oh, he's so good in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal, Maria Bello, Terrence Howard, Viola Davis, and Paul Dano. You know what movie I'm talking about? Prisoners. Prisoners. Great movie. Good movie. Love that movie. All right. Here's another inspirational movie. Just to piss Mac off. <laughs> you never make me mad, Joe. This is a great movie. I like this movie. It's so inspirational. It's it's the pre um, – who's the guy that just retired from, from Disney? Or resigned from Bob Disney? Iger? It's, it's pre-Bob Iger. So right at the end of Bob I- – right before – right at the end of the like other – the Michael Eisner? Yeah, Michael Eisner. Right at the end of his tenure – this is a great movie. I think Uh-oh. this is a good movie. It, right. Whatever. It's got good acting and stuff. Uh, Denzel Washington, Ryan Gosling, Will Patton, yeah. a very young Hayden Penetary and Kate Bosworth. 2000. Remember the Titans. It's fine. I like it. It's, it's a good, good movie. It's a fun movie. It's good. All right. La- a couple more. This is the movie I was referring to earlier, 243. This movie has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And I think depending on who you ask – that is ridiculously high for this movie. Okay. The reason I have this movie where it is is because there's so many awful parts in the movie that I can't have it higher. Otherwise, I would. It would be the best movie in the series. But there's some great in, parts. But there's some think. great parts in it. It's it the Dark Knight Rises. It is not the Dark Knight oh, Rises. Because that would have made sense. It is not the but. Dark Knight Rises. It came out in 2005. It has some, some really good acting parts to it and i love what the movie is trying to do i think that's why i like it so much better than most people i am referring to star wars revenge of the sith natalie portman ian mcgregor hayden christensen samuel jackson ian mcdermott yes it is better than the empire strikes back i like it better because it's newer i like the lightsaber battle at the end i like the music in it i like the story it was trying to tell about a guy who who can't who can't control his fears and emotions and he gets manipulated into being a bad guy. I like the stories trying to tell. Does it fall flat in its face at times? Absolutely, but it's got plenty of lightsaber battles. That's one of the reasons I didn't like Solo, because there's and I mentioned this to you on our review. There's no there's no lightsaber battles in Solo. He's not a Jedi. I get that. <laughs> but I'm saying there's multiple there's multiple battle scenes in this movie all over the place. It's great. I love it. At the beginning, when they kill Count Dooku, and then when they kill, and then when Obi Wan Kenobi kills General Grievous, it's all fun. It's good. It's a great story. Is it? Is it, is it clunky? Absolutely. Is Natalie Portman like this? Is the worst acting in in a movie? Yes. But I still like it. I like the stories trying to tell. But I can't believe it's got eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's higher than a lot of the movies I have on my lists. That's crazy. Yeah, no comment. Anyway, do you think that's high? Eighty percent for that movie? I yes, I do too. That's insane. Anyway, it gets what? high on multiple accounts. Well, that's okay. Anyway, Keep going. Last movie, two forty-two. Uh, this is one of Mac's favorite movies in the series. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's better than than the original one, which I mentioned on my list. Um, I have many of the kind of reboot from the series, um, and I'm talking about X Men, the X Men series. I know I mentioned X-Men, the original one, as lower uh-huh. than this movie because I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are parts about X-Men, the original, that I like. This is kind of the reboot, per se. came out in 2011. I like it. The only thing I don't like about it is Kevin Bacon char- character in it. 
thought it was silly. Oh, first class? I'm talking about X-Men First Class. James McAvoy. Michael Fassbender is so awesome as Magneto. I love how he has this scene when he's in the little bar and he... And he, and he, whatever he kills the the old the uh, Nazi generals who were kind of hiding in in Mexico or wherever it was. I think it was Mexico, Argentina, Argentina. Sorry, that's I, okay. I, I, that wasn't. That's okay. all right. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is great as Mystique. as Mystique. Yeah, good. Nicholas Holt as the Beast, but Kevin Bacon. I just I, I, I don't Can't buy get over it. For I don't some buy reason. it. I don't buy it. He's just some random mutant who's trying to start World War. Three, like yeah, I just thought he's, it was a, silly. he's a disposable mutant. They get rid of him in the first one. That's what I'm and saying. And then you can set up the other villains for I later know, ones with Magneto was... and Professor X on opposite sides. Anyway, that's why you set it up that way. I thought it was dumb. Uh, yeah, not as good as X Two or Future Past, but um, it's a good movie. I like. Yeah, I, I like, like it. First so that's Past. the last movie on my list. I'm at two forty two. Again, I yes. Do I like Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith? Absolutely. I like it more than the average Star Wars fan. I like it better than than than. And Empire Strikes Back, I like it better than 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 the new trilogy. Absolutely, but yeah. that's just me. That's all right. That's just me. Anyway, all right. All right. Next thing we're gonna do, and why don't you go first? Because my 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 tongue is tired. We are going to uh, in in light of uh, Christopher's Christopher Plummer's again Plumer. You oh, type no, that, that in, that's because so I think that's, it's autocorrect. No, that's because I went off of what you originally did. I think it's autocorrect. I think it's autocorrect. Christopher Plummer, we are going to rank our top five, I guess, I put I put movies, but to be quite honest, I'm looking at the movies that he's, di- that he's done, I've seen very few of them, and the ones that he has been in, he's played minor roles. He hasn't been a lead for a while. Yeah, he hasn't been a lead in a long, um, like any movies that I've seen. But again, that's just because... No, I'm not saying that means anything. The length of his career, yeah, right? I mean, he he's been acting to, until, yeah. you know, so... In um, any event, I know everyone, I know what your number one's probably going to be. It's not the sounding music. Well, I haven't um, seen it, so I, I, I've seen it. I'm not a big fan of the sounding music. You're not music, a big fan. Story. Uh, I don't like the musical overall. Um, wow, that's a shock. It's that's fine. a shock. Okay, well, the classic yeah. sound of music. You are not a fan of. I'm not a fan of it. Um, so Why? It's just me. Explain. I, um, as that's in, a hot take. You think, heard it here. I don't think it's a hot take. Yes, it is. Uh, as far as musical goes, I think it's kind of a basic story. I don't really think the song. It's a basic story about World War II? I don't think – it's a simple story. I don't think the songs are that great compared to other Broadway shows that I like, other musicals that I like. Uh, it feels old-fashioned, again, because it is old-fashioned, right? Christopher Plummer is rolling in his grave right For, now. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. Um, again, it's it's old-fashioned because it is old-fashioned. It was one of the first, uh, whenever it was made, uh, it's been revived on Broadway a couple times. It's kind of an old-timey musical. Uh, for me, it doesn't. it's not the type of musical that I like, per se. It's not a bad movie. It's just not for me. So it's not on this list for All right. me. What's your number five? Number five is 12 Monkeys. Have you even seen that movie? I have seen that movie. I'm surprised. Okay. I don't think you've even seen that movie. Uh, number five for me, I put The Insider. I've mentioned this before. I don't even remember him being in the movie. Again, like I said, a lot of these movies he kind of plays. He kind of plays minor minor roles. Um, yeah, uh, it's the movie with Al Pacino predominantly and Russell Crowe about the. Uh, you know, kind of the the behind the scenes of the tobacco company. Number four is All the Money in the World. I haven't seen it's it. It's a good, it good? Uh, good Ridley Scott movie. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's really good in it. That's again, he plays Paul J. Getty. 
um, who is has all the money in the world. Again, the story behind this movie is that Kevin Spacey actually did the part. Yeah, and they kicked him out. Um, and well, he wasn't kicked out. He They had shot everything, and then everything with Kevin Spacey came out. So they basically did like a kind of post-production shooting of Christopher Plummer, and they just digitally added him into all the parts oh, digitally that he was in. Um, he was great. He got an Academy Award nomination for it and everything. Yes, he was yeah, good. He did, he did. Um, so all the money in the I, world, number I four. I haven't seen it. It's good. Um, number four, again, for me, a minor role, but I think he sells it. Um, I liked it. I like the movie in general, um, but again, a very minor role in the grand scheme of the movie, but he's, he definitely fits it. Um, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, number four. Number three is Syriana for me. I haven't with seen George it. Clooney. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Number three for me is Knives Out. Number two is Knives Out for me. I really liked the movie. Um, again, he's a small part in it, but when he's on screen, he's really good. He's a really good part. So Knives Out, number two. Um, this one is way out of left field, just so you know, because I've seen this movie and you probably didn't even know this movie exists. Okay. But he's actually this, the villain in this movie, and he's the main. He's one of the main characters in this movie. Um, it was the very. It was one of kind of the last ensemble cast of this. Of the original Star Trek characters. Okay. And this movie, he plays the villain. He plays a Klingon. He is great in it. Um, Joe loves this Trek. I, I am a Trekkie. Not not a huge Trekkie, but a little bit. Um, my dad did. My dad's a huge Trek fan. So it, it's, yeah, it's, it kind of, I kind of got, by osmosis, I kind of got interested in it. Um, and this is Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. That's That for me is number two because he okay. plays a bigger role in that. Number one is Nicholas Nickleby. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's based on the Charles Dickens book. He plays the villain, kind of the old cranky uh, villain. Uh, it's a good part. It's good. Wow, it's good this film. movie. Well, I'm so, going to put number one. You didn't even put there. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I don't you know. Didn't what see it is. Beginners? No, I've never even heard of it. He got the Academy Award for it. How do you not see that movie? Oh, maybe I just missed it. It's what an year is it? Movie. I don't remember. I watched it on Netflix one time. It was like like two thousands, nineties. No, 80s. not nineties. It's like twenty ten or something. He it's him. He and, won the Academy. He won Award the Academy for? Award for Best Supporting Actor in this movie. He plays like an older guy who's kind of coming out. Oh, I guess I just missed and it. Ian then. McGregor, I think, is his son. And he kind of plays like an old, yeah. He plays his, you know, whatever an old I'll have guy. To check it out. Yeah, it's called I just Beginners. Missed it. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard of it. I just missed it then. Really? Yeah. You haven't even heard of it. it. Looks like I just missed okay. it. Okay. Well, I'm out of the loop. Something to check out. All right. Um, we're going to round today's podcast uh, as we always do, talking a little bit about theme parks. Um, this is fun for me. Um, I probably won't. Well, obviously, probably won't go here just to check this out, but can wait till it opens in Hollywood. It looks really cool. Like, I like the idea. Um, And I'm talking about the Nintendo Worlds that is starting its opening in Universal Studios Japan. Um, This is really cool. Um, What about it? It looked cool, yeah. It's like it's just the concept. Just the concept of it. Everything has a Nintendo theme. I mean, you want to talk about a great IP that's kind of untapped. It is Mario. <laughs> yeah. Mario is kind of like the, I mean, he, I grew up playing Mario games. Um, they, they've transitioned to the new younger generation. They play Mario Kart. They play, they play on, on DS. They play on uh, switch. I mean, they got Mario every, I mean, even if someone who is not a video game savant would know Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Um, 
I played a lot of not necessarily quote unquote Mario, but different. Like I played Mario Kart growing up. That was like a huge game for me. Um, and they have one on Wii now. It's like, and they have one on Switch. And you know, they got Mario World. It's a, it's an everlasting yes, brand. It's, it's an everlasting brand that's yeah. never going to go away. And it's to me, that's genius. Um, I don't know what it has to do with Universal, but <laughs> oh, it does. I mean, they just they just teamed up. Yeah. Um, again, the the theme. Uh, again, there's there's videos online yeah, and there's, there's like pictures. A Super Nintendo World Ride, it but looks, it, looks, it looks so cool. But again, like it's like all like animatronics. That's perfect how the game was. Yeah. Oh yeah, Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. You got Smash Brothers. That's yeah. a big. That's a big. Uh, a big game that came out. If like you're interested, I would suggest going online and checking it out. I yeah. can leave a link too. But um, again, the theming of the land, the big kind of the ca- like there's the castle. It's, yeah. Uh, it's just all these things again. It's it's not just like going in and there's a ride. It's very no, much it's like very the much idea like Harry Potter of walking into the theme or leaving like a Galaxy's Edge. Sure, uh, there will be a Nintendo World in Hollywood uh, that is being built right that would now. Be very cool. Um, hopefully, open sooner than later. But that is something we will definitely check out when it opens in Hollywood. Yeah, and we'll report back to you. Uh, but again, this is the next kind of big land yeah. that's opening in Looks theme parks worldwide. If you're into Nintendo, I'm great, sure, great if you're idea. into Nintendo, great you're idea. gonna you're gonna love it. So, great idea. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. We will be back next week with something exciting. I don't know what it is, uh, but it will be there. <laughs> you put. The, we'll be back next week with something exciting. It's 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 a long ways away. It's always exciting doing a podcast with you, buddy. As always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe. I'm gonna say goodbye and send it over to Joe to say goodbye. You never you never said the you know, we never did the hello Joe moment at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna do it now. Bye everyone.